Cheerios, Fruit Loops, Honeycomb. I love it all. Seriously, I am cereal obsessed. But it's not just that milky crunch. Cereal is a business masterclass, better than your bougie MBA. And if you want to really understand culture and commerce, take a walk with me down the cereal aisle. That's coming up in just a sec. Before we get to it, if you're new here, my name's John Davids. I've helped my clients make over $200 million working with my marketing agencies. You can learn more at johndavids.com. While you're there, sign up to the newsletter and follow me across social. If you're listening to me on the podcast feeds, Apple, Spotify, make sure to leave a rating, review, and of course, subscribe here on YouTube. You better smash that subscribe button and like this video. Leave a comment. Hey, I'll respond to the comments. Now, let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. So today we're going to talk about cereal and the amazing impact that cereal has had on culture, on commerce, on business. This is a marketing masterclass, guys. I am not kidding. Let's rewind. We'll go all the way back to the 1860s. That's when modern cereal was invented. So there's a guy named James Caleb Jackson. He comes up with the very first breakfast cereal, or at least what we'd consider a modern breakfast cereal. It's called granula, G-R-A-N-U-L-A, not granola, granula. And it's a good idea with a really bad execution. So granula is rock hard. You actually have to soak it in milk overnight just to make it soft enough to tenderize it enough so that you can eat it. And that's really not what cereal is supposed to be. We all like cereal because it's convenient, it's quick, it's out of the box, to the bowl, in your mouth, and it's quick and it's convenient. And granula didn't accomplish that. So that flopped. But a guy named William Keith Kellogg is watching from the sidelines, and he has a better idea. He creates a light, flaky cereal that is ready to eat out of the box. Just add milk, spoon to mouth, it's delicious, and people love it. He calls this cereal cornflakes. That's how it started, and it's the beginning of something really, really big. So all of a sudden, in Battle Creek, Michigan, hundreds of cereal companies start to pop up. That's where this all began. Of course, there were cereal companies elsewhere, but that's really where it all started. They're getting in on the breakfast bonanza. There's a company called Washburn Crosby. They come out with Wheaties. Post comes out with Bran Flakes. Quaker Oats launches Life. These guys are innovating like crazy. That's one of the big things with cereal. There's a ton of innovation, which we're going to talk about. So they're pumping out cereals with names like Trix, Alphabets, Frosted Flakes, Cap'n Crunch, Rice Krispies. Over the decades, new cereals emerge, new technologies. They are doing it so fast. But here's the deal. The recipe for all cereal is actually really, really simple. It all starts with corn, wheat, rice, or oats. Then you add sugar and shapes. Then you sprinkle on some color and character. And boom, you've got a box of cereal. But that's just the beginning, because now you've got to crank up the marketing machine. And that's where this story gets really, really good, because cereal is nothing without the marketing. Cereal is basically a super basic product wrapped in the loudest branding you can imagine. It's cardboard content on full blast. 
right? Let's start with the mascots. This is really interesting because Cereal pioneered mascots. You guys all know Tony the Tiger, you know Count Chocula, you know Toucan Sam, you know that bee on the Cheerios box, you know the Leprechaun, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. If you look really closely at the boxes, these guys are making direct eye contact with you. As you're walking down the cereal aisle, you'll notice they're making direct eye contact with you, and that's no accident. So according to a study by Cornell's Food and Brand Lab in 2014, mascot's eyes on cereal boxes are making eye contact with you or your kids in the cereal aisle. For kids, the mascot's eyes are always looking down. So take a close look at Rice Krispies. Take a close look at Fruit Loops. I got Fruit Loops in my cabinet right now. I looked. Toucan Sam's eyes are looking down. And for adult cereals, the eyes are looking forward, always about four feet away from the box, which is the distance that the shopper is standing. Usually when you're walking down the cereal aisle, you're about four feet away from that cereal box. So it's looking right at you. And imagine what it's like if you're a kid looking up at a cereal box and it looks like the mascot's eyes, Tony the Tiger, is staring right at you. It's hypnotic. I mean, you really think that cereal is calling your name, right? It's like the Mona Lisa. It's a work of art. I want what's in the box. And that's a big piece of how mascots work. They're looking right at you. Kind of a funny thing. If you Google Fruit Loops original box, go look at Toucan Sam on the original box of Fruit Loops. He's looking at the cereal. He's looking to the left, right at the cereal, I guess to his right not at you, at the shopper. And it's a whole different experience. It doesn't feel so personal. So the fact that these mascots are lifelike and they're looking at you, that's a big deal. Cereal companies did that. Prizes, oh, we all know prizes. Trading cards, puzzles, coupons, toys. The breakfast barons have been doing it for 120 years. Kellogg's was the first cereal company to do the prizes. They actually did prizes and then they did coupons on cornflakes. So you had to buy two boxes of cornflakes and then you get a coupon for a third box for free. Quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. Now, there were other brands. Cracker Jacks actually did the first prize as early as 1909. They were doing that. The pioneer, as I said, was Cracker Jack. They began putting toys in their caramel corn and peanuts in 1912. But why do we love toys in boxes? If you've watched me for a while, you guys know this. Bonus, surprise, delight. This is what you get when a prize is in a cereal box. And you can use that in your own marketing. It doesn't have to be something super valuable, but if you can delight and surprise your customer with something just a little bit extra, it goes a very, very long way. Around the early 2000s, prizes in cereal boxes stopped. No one really knows exactly why, probably just to cut costs, also a lot of waste, a lot of pollution. I'm sure a lot of the prizes ended up in the landfill and they replaced them with the QR code on the box. So you can snap a QR code and now you can get something extra. But I gotta tell you, 
My nine-year-old self, JD, when I was nine years old, I love the prizes in the box. I don't want to snap a QR code and then maybe wait for something to get sent to me in six to eight weeks. I like that instant gratification. That's just me. I love the prize in the box. We don't have it anymore so much. Pop culture. Think about cereal boxes and their connection with pop culture. Hot Wheels, Star Wars, Batman, Nintendo, all these cultural touch points have appeared on a cereal box near you. And this is really interesting. Think about this for a second. Walmart alone, just Walmart, sells 2 million boxes of cereal every single day. Every day, 2 million boxes. Those are billboards sitting at your breakfast table. Breakfast billboards. That's what a cereal box is. So if they've got another brand on there, right, if there's a movie studio launching Shrek, and now we can put Shrek on a cereal box. Yeah, it's great for the cereal because they're connecting with pop culture, but man, is that great for Shrek. Man, is that great for the movie studio. You got a billboard at the breakfast table, and that's a really, really smart piece of marketing. Plus, there is so much more that these cereal companies do. Brand extensions. Think about a cereal brand like Cheerios. You got regular Cheerios, then you got Honey Nut Cheerios, then you've got multi-grain Cheerios, apple cinnamon Cheerios. Then you've got the holiday versions of all these cereals, Rice Krispies, Rice Krispie Squares. You got the snack aisle too. There's so many brand extensions that happen around cereal. You've got slogans. They're great, right? That sounded pretty good, actually. I think that might, that might have been my inner Tony the Tiger coming out. Slogans have been a part of cereal marketing for years. They're so memorable. And the funny thing is, Snap, Crackle, Pop, right? That famous Rice Krispie slogan, that actually first appeared in 1939, right? Snap, Crackle, and Pop is that old. The cereal was first advertised. And the reason, by the way, they use Snap, Crackle, Pop is because that's the sound it makes, obviously. But Rice Krispies will float in milk for up to two hours. They stay afloat in milk. That's a big thing, by the way. I mentioned R&D is a big part of cereal marketing. How long will the cereal stay crunchy? How long will it float? How easy is it for you to get it into your spoon and then put it in your mouth without the flakes or the grains falling off your spoon? That's all consideration. And Rice Krispies, Kellogg's wanted to get the point across that it was crunchy cereal and it would stay crunchy in milk, hence snap, crackle, pop. It's lasted like 80 years. That's very memorable. Brand extensions, slogans, of course, TV commercials, endorsement deals, product placement. When you watch a sitcom, when you watch Seinfeld or any of those 90s sitcoms and you saw the cereal boxes, when you saw a yellow cereal box on screen, tell me you didn't think of Cheerios. You're lying if you're telling me you didn't think of Cheerios. When you see that iconic blue, you know you thought of Frosted Flakes, right? These cereal boxes are iconic. And if you actually see the brand name, that's product placement. They're paying to be there. But even if they don't pay to be there, that yellow box, you know it's Cheerios. I know it's Cheerios. The cereal crew is behind so much business innovation, it'll make your brain snap, crackle, and pop. That's what this is all about. I love I love these breakfast behemoths for one simple reason. They are scrappy. They're hustlers. They'll do just about anything to sell you a box of cereal. They've been doing it forever. Kellogg's, Post, Quaker Oats. They still dominate the cereal aisle all these decades later. 
Hey, you guys remember a few minutes ago, I mentioned the company called Washburn Crosby? Well, they're still around today, but you might know them better by their current name, General Mills. So in 1928, they rebrand to General Mills, and just a couple decades later, they launch the king of all cereals, the number one bestseller, Cheerios. Now, I know my friends at General Mills are going to love that I said that. My friends at Kellogg's are going to hate that I said that because Frosted Flakes is often neck and neck with Cheerios. They sort of bounce around on the number one charts. But if you combine regular Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios, it's not even close. The Cheerios brand platform is absolutely dominant in breakfast food. So the next time you pick up a box of flakes or grains or rice or puffed whatever. Remember one thing that John Davids told you, they worked damn hard to sell you that box. I wanna know what you guys think. Let me know on YouTube, leave a comment for me. Of course, leave a review on the podcast platforms and get me at johndavids.com. Sign up to the newsletter, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you guys next time.